Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being is a non-profit Homestuck fan analysis podcast and is not affiliated with Andrew Hussey or any of Homestuck's official entities. Please remember to support the release of its books and merchandise whenever possible. Feel free to read along with us. If you have epilepsy or any other light-sensitive disabilities or disorders, we suggest you stick to the audio. We have free audio transcriptions for this podcast linked in the episode description if you wish to read instead of listen. Both Elizabeths are trained writers and editors, so we're going to have some opinions about the construction of the story. These opinions may be different from yours, but we're not attacking the comic, just offering suggestions. This show is not safe for work, and if you're a minor, we ask that you wait to listen until you are old enough to be shipped off of Alternia to serve her imperious condescension. It's time to go to hell. And welcome to Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being, a Homestuck fan cast in the year of our Lord 2022. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm also Elizabeth. Uh, I, I know this is a deep pull for some of you, but hey there, would you like to talk about murder stuck? <gasps> it's, a, it's a Homestuck fandom thing. I know you don't know what it is. I don't. I don't. There are people in the audience that were like, oh, hell no, she's doing that. There was a Homestuck fan song that was, hey there, would you like to talk about Homestuck? Please don't walk away from me. I'm not that kind of guy. You see, you, you know, <laughs> if anybody remembers that. <laughs> but we're going to talk about Murderstuck. So this was Murderstuck. I've heard the term, but I hadn't experienced it in HD before. In HD 4K. Before you had read any of this what did you assume murder stuck was i just need to know i mean i assumed it was a lot of people dying i thought it would come later funnily enough i also thought it was later but then now that i'm remembering the timeline of homestuck yes this this is it yeah i mean a lot of people did die yeah who's alive well let's start with who's dead tavros is dead tavros is dead Aridin is now dead. Aridin is uh, dead. He wasn't before. Thefri is dead. Solix is not dead. Solix is not dead. Right. Kanaya is undead. Yes. She was dead and now she's undead. Um, Equius and Nepeta are dead. Right. Technically, Vriska is also undead. Technically. What about Aradia? What the fuck is going on with Aradia? I honestly can't figure any of it out. She she died on her quest bed in Durse. It's fine. But that was wasn't that in the previous session? You, you know, you're <laughs> And then because... everything's cool and it makes sense. <laughs> because you... no! No, Liz, that's what we say for our silly little DD games, not homestuck! Everything's cool and it makes sense. Like, yes, she ascended to god tier uh, in her session. Like, she died again, and she got in the robot body, and stuff, and because, and then, like, <sighs> Aradia is alive, and she's not gonna be dead again. Yeah, that she did say something like that, but, like, she's tired of dying. I mean, fair, 
did also briefly get confused between her and her ancestor? The handmaiden. Yeah, I did think that was Aradia at first, and then I was very confused. No, that's like Aradia's like mom or whatever. Yeah, or uh, grand grandmother. Or, yeah, even farther back than that. Yeah, great, 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 whatever. There's a more complicated thing going on with her, but we won't know about that until later. So don't worry about it. Okay, okay. So Aradia is both is Schrodinger's Aradia. Uh, so let's just put her off to the side in her own little pile. I will also remind you about Aradia that she's a time player. Right. She's made of time. Just like how Dave can do time bullshit, she can do time bullshit. I did definitely forget about that. Mm-hmm. She's made of time. Right. Get it? Because it's like a funny joke. It, yeah. Like, it yeah, sounds uh-huh. like she's because made she's, yeah. of time because she's made of it. Anyway, she's she's not one of the totally dead forever ones. Except is anyone really dead forever? Because also there's the dream bubbles with the memories. The dream bubbles are like, uh, we'll get more into that later. It was kind of confusing how they were introduced, but that's okay. No, it isn't. I don't understand anything. <laughs> it's okay, Elizabeth. Dream bubbles are like, you know, they're just like little AUs just flouncing about. Like, you know, ruffles on a dress. It, they're not connected to each other. They're just, they just brush up against each other once in a while. Okay. Anyway, who else is dead? Is there anyone else who's dead? Did we say Tavros? Uh, we did. Vriska! Yes. Because Terezi killed her. Was that ever ultimately judged as a heroic or just death, or? I'm not sure. I don't think so. I don't think we get into that until the next update yeah if i'm remembering correctly i think we were like the needle was going yeah because uh when john died his was not a heroic or just death because he didn't he wasn't actively fighting jack noir and he's not evil right gotta say all of the stuff we're talking right now confused the hell out of me that's okay, Elizabeth. It confuses everybody. I can't keep any of it straight. Yeah, but most people don't have a podcast where they talk about it and they're supposed to be smart and analyzing it. How can I analyze things I don't understand? Obviously, that's what conservatives do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, it, it's okay. You don't have to be an expert on everything. The fact that you don't understand it it says more about the narrative itself than you as, like, a person. Because if you need ten Wikipedia articles, like, Homestuck fandom Wikipedia articles to understand what's going on, that's kind of on hussy. Yeah. Like we were talking about last time, it's okay if it's complicated and you need to be getting all of those Wikipedia articles if you lean into that. But since we do have the recaps, you're not really conditioned to go do that whenever you feel lost. And also, it's kind of hard to do that when every Homestuck Wikipedia page you come across has, like, a million spoilers on it, so... Right. Someone can be brought back by kissing them sometimes, maybe. Okay, so the bringing back by kissing thing. Yes. That's a spurb or scrub thing. Where if you have a dream self, right. you get an extra life by 
kissing them and the, the dream self soul or whatever goes into the body of the person that you're reviving. Right. But it didn't work with Fefri because didn't Karkat try it with Fefri and Kanaya? Yes, it doesn't work if your dream self is dead or you've already been revised before. All of the aren't all of the trolls' dream selves dead because their Prospid and Durst were destroyed? Yes. Okay. But there's also another way of reviving somebody, and that's the god tier ascension that we've yes. saw. Right, that you die on the quest bed. If you die on the quest bed and you have an extra life, you can do that. Okay, so you also have to have an extra life? You also have to have an extra life. You have to have not used your extra life before. Okay. And then apparently our new way of reviving, which is become a vampire. Right. <laughs> I gotta say, I don't know how or why that happened. It just fucks. Like, that's all. Here's the thing. That's the kind of thing I don't even care right. how or why it happened. I don't care. Kanai is a vampire now. Absolutely. I am 100% on board. I don't know how or why. I don't care. It's amazing and I love it. Yeah. My favorite thing about the murder stuck, and I, you said this as you were reading it to me, my favorite thing about it is that Teresi is going through this whole investigation and not once does she suspect anyone other than Vriska can do this, like to the point where she's seeing evidence that it's Gamzee's fault. Gamzee is shoving Cal in her face and she just like puts a hand on his face and like, must be Vriska. This this has to be Vriska. I love it. It's so funny. This is the core reason why I love Terezi so much. She's so, so smart. She's so, so stupid. Yes. The thing is, I think why Terezi is one of the best written characters in Homestuck so far is that in that way, she's very much written as a 13-year-old. She's very smart. She knows what she's doing. She's extremely capable. She's also doing this entire investigation with stuffed animals. She's just so 13. Those, like, contradictions are what make 13-year-olds 13. Also, at this point in the narrative, this is not true for the rest of the narrative after... I'm gonna say it starts after Cascade. This is not true. But up until this point, Terezi is very much written exactly as if... She is one of the boy characters. Yes. She's not given powers and then immediately nerfed for it. <laughs> She's not built up as something and then not able to deliver on it. She doesn't have any weird narrative shit going around her. She's just a funny kid that makes funny kid jokes and also is a little unhinged. Yes. I also think that's why her her interactions with Dave really work because Dave is also a little bit like that in a more Dave Dave is more on the angsty side of that, of course. But I think it still works and that's why specifically their interactions with each other uh vibe. But speaking of the murder in murder stuff. Yes. Can I say something? You, you're going to regret saying it. Please go on. It's not a regret saying it. It's more of a, I'm, like, I'm suffering about yeah, okay, it. Okay, uh-huh. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll get into that next time, probably. <laughs> There's this whole thing that goes on where, like, Carcat is very scared, and Gamzee is kind of, you know, like, egging him on in text about it, and... It feels like it's supposed to be horror, 
but Carcat constantly writing, oh god, oh god, and then Gamzee putting out this extremely literal horror bullshit. The whole thing, I'm like, I'm, I remember being scared as a teenager. I'm not getting any kind of emotional reaction from this. I'm not even feeling sad from this. This is just silly and weird. So, as someone who has not read this before, I actually think it landed more for me. Oh, you know, yeah. yeah. Partly because I didn't know that it was going to resolve how it did. I wasn't scared. So I don't think it quite landed as horror. I did feel bad for Carcat a lot of this, mostly because, and I guess this is somewhat of a horror trope, because no one was believing him. Yeah. I actually think Carcat was very interesting in this whole thing. He was a little more sympathetic, and the way everything was so sudden, and that it just was a very quick pivot from everything is mostly okay to everyone is dead. And Gamzee has, we don't know what's going on, but he's somehow lost it and Carcat is alone and no one is believing him and he doesn't know who else is dead. And I thought that was, it was centering around Carcat. I think that was pretty well done. That does make sense to me. I think the Carcat part was done better than the Gamzee part, basically. Yeah. See, my thing is, like, I'm not even ragging on this for not being good horror. I don't think it's meant to be horror. It's kind of all over the fucking place. Like, it's too bloody to be a true drama. And there's too much death for it to be, like, a comedy beat. It's obviously not traditional horror in any sense. No, it's it's more like a thriller. A soap opera, even? I almost want to say soap opera. I don't know. It's hard. It's just hard to, like, give it an emotional theme, this whole arc. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think it's totally bad to have Carcat drop Solix down the stairs and then put his teeth in. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. And then Solix, like, getting his lisp back in the middle of a dream bubble because of it. I'm fine with that. It's just, there's so much going on at once that the story never picks a side. And that, that bothers me a little bit. The pacing is so difficult. It feels like we're fast forwarding and then we're pausing and then we're fast forwarding and then we're pausing. And it's like, can you pace yourself? Can you understand what's going on here and how much time you need to give each specific thing? Which I've complained about that in regards to Homestuck before, that narrative beats are given the wrong amounts of weight. I didn't have as much of a problem with all of this, but that I think was partly because. I wasn't expecting it. If you've read Homestuck before, you know where Murder Stuck is going to happen. You're expecting it. I had no idea that Aridin was going to show up and suddenly start killing everybody. Oh yeah, like, I'm not discounting that. My, I guess, gripe about this is that I remembered this section of Homestuck as, like, iconic Homestuck. You know, when I was reading this as a kid, I'm like, oh yeah, I can't wait until we get to Murder Stuck because I remember it being so much as a kid. I remember, you know, it being this whole thing. And I remember it being, like, the really good part of Homestuck. And now that we're here, I'm very much like, ah, I, it's not as good as I remember it. That's the feeling I'm having. 
That's fair. Yeah, we're coming at it from very different perspectives. I don't know if I would say it was good, but I mean, I definitely kept reading. <laughs> you had to. But that doesn't necessarily mean it was good. I don't think it was necessarily bad either. I just, whenever people say like, oh yeah, murder stuck, like it's it's murder stuck, I expected it to be more coming back to it. But really it was just like, oh, there's a murder and then we stop for 10 minutes to tell you about Mindfang. Yeah, the... <sighs> I, I, I feel like we should have heard about this earlier if this was going to be so important for this. Right. But... Because we are like, what, 4,000 pages or something into Homestuck? And we are only really getting into any of this now. Talking about the ancestors was vaguely foreshadowed a little bit ago, but not that long ago. I did not realize that they were going to be whole characters who we would get pages and pages and pages of content on. What it is, is it feels so much like Andrew Hussey was like, I want this flash where we circle around and we see their ancestors and they're in the shadows of their ancestors, and it's going to be really cool. And the Flash is very cool, I have to say. With the, the imagery there, I think that's nice. But it feels like they planned that, and then they were like, "Oh shit, I need to tell everybody about the ancestors first. <laughs> they have a continual problem, I think, with over-explaining. We really need the entire stories of all of the ancestors. I don't know, maybe... There, there, I think there is a reason, like, later, later, that having these stories would help in. But if we didn't have them at this point, I don't think that moment later would have been worse, is what I mean. Yeah. I can see why they've put this here, in this spot. Again, later we're gonna get into some things that this is going to be more important in. But I don't think we need to know the exact outcome of Mindfang's trial to get this. Now, I will say, oh, the most beautiful panel in Homestuck is when the legislacerator is being, like, thrown into the gallows, and, like, the noose is going over her neck, like, as she's being, like, pulled into this crowd that Mindfang has, like, turned against her. Mmm, chef kiss. That's such a good panel. It's such a good, artful panel. It sticks in my mind. The imagery in it is so good. Like, I, I wish I could have it as my desktop background again, but the <laughs> image ratio on it is fucked up. <laughs> I don't think the whole things with the ancestors are bad on their own. I was actually interested in the story, but keeping track of that at the same time as everything in the present was going on was very tricky, and I felt like then I didn't have enough attention on either. Who's your favorite ancestor? Well, the Legislacerator's outfit was very... So fucking good! Very good. I still don't understand all of it. Basically... Basically... The signless is Jesus. Exactly. I was gonna say, like, that was pretty obvious. Carcat is the descendant of Troll Jesus. Yes. So, um... Yeah, 
<laughs> you really don't have much else to say about that right now. See, here's the thing. I don't know enough about Christian theology to really give a lot of commentary on that. I did not read the Bible super hard. I mean, do you have any questions? Because I have. I have a lot of context that could maybe assist you in your interpretations. Let let me give you what I know okay. from back in the day, and you can you can come to your own contextualizations of it. But basically, the signless is Jesus. Kanaya's ancestor was supposed to be Mary. The, the disciple who was Nepeta's is either like people kind of liken her to Mary Magdalene sometimes, but also just, like, all of the disciples at once. Yeah, people misinterpret Mary Magdalene, like, all the time, so. I I do know that. And vaguely the same thing with Solix's ancestor. Eventually turns out to be the helmsman. Yeah, it was just, like, they just seemed to be disciples in general, not, like, specific ones. Um, Although Nepeta's ancestor was, like, dating the signless or whatever. Yeah. That's what was going on there. That's basically it. So, like, I don't know if 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 you, as someone who knows that better, is like, oh, this is... I mean, of course, Kanaya's ancestor was Mary, and her last name is Mariam. I don't, I don't even know what to say about that, because, like, the actual, the Hebrew name, the original Hebrew name was Miriam, and then... It was Mary, uh, you know, in the New Testament when it was translated from the Greek. So I guess Hussey was just like, let's go for the the middle ground and combine the two names into Miriam and maybe people won't notice how obvious it is. Hold on. Yeah. Are you telling me her name used to be Miriam? Just like Joshua and Jesus are basically the same name, Miriam and Mary are basically the same name. One is Hebrew, one is Greek. Like Miriam from Courage the Cowardly Dog? I mean, I was thinking Miriam the sister of Moses, but okay. So I'm, I'm looking at Kanaya's Wikipedia page. Both of her names were suggested by forum people. So here's what the, the Wikipedia says. Her name comes from the Sanskrit counterpart of Virgo, which is Kanya, and Mariam is the Arabic name for Mary, as in the Virgin Mary. Uh, Maria is also the name of Dracula's daughter, Countess Maria Zaleska. The vampire link. Yes. I mean, Arabic versions aside, it just sounds like he took Miriam and Mary and put them together. That That does sound. Like, I would buy the Arabic part more if there wasn't an ex- like, a, basically an explicit biblical allegory yeah also by the way complete tangent i'm just on the wikipedia page i saw the image again the baby versions of kanaya and vriska are so fucking cute (laughs) they are they're just they're just baby they're very good the frustrating thing with all of the ancestor stuff is i feel like i don't again i'm sure we'll get more into this later because it's really just been introduced in these (laughs) thousand pages but I don't know what Hussey is trying to say. And and I'm not saying that in a moral kind of way. I don't want this to be a, a like a fable um that has an explicit moral, but 
as we've said before, I have been doing literary analysis for a long time, and I am unsure of why Hussey is going in this direction. It feels like a lot of different genres and things mashed together. If you're going to do an explicit allegory of, I'll call it the Christian mythology, I don't want it to be for no reason. I will say, then it just feels lazy. Then it just feels like I couldn't come up with my own mythos, and so I drew from Christianity. And it's also weird that there's the ancestor side where it's like the origins of this uh, philosophical system or religious system, and then there's the ancestor side that's like, and then there was this sexy pirate? <laughs> it's just like, it's so no, and it's just like, like ancestors in Homestuck are either biblical allegories or sexy pirate adventures. Right. <laughs> and I, I don't remember this part of the Bible. <laughs> and it's just like, can I say something heretical? <laughs> no, um, it doesn't feel linked in a meaningful way. It feels very disconnected. I don't think there was enough effort made to keep things consistent and understandable. So I'm struggling as a reader to connect the dots, not only between the past and the present, but between the disparate parts of the past and the disparate parts of the present. And I'm left struggling so much with that that I can't make analytical sense of it, which is a shame because anytime you're working with religious systems and allegories and things like that, it has a lot of potential. But when you have to work that hard to just figure out the facts, you don't have the capacity to go that layer deeper. And when you have a narrative that you would need to go that layer deeper, it's like, okay, well, you're trying to do too much here. Then you end up keeping it all surface level, which with something like this ends up falling very flat. Speaking of like having to do a bunch of research and shit, uh, I did pull up Aradia's wiki page if you want to know what the deal with Aradia's what timeline is. The deal is. With Aradia, please tell me I'm dying. I am so close to the microphone right now. I need to know. I'm just gonna read this straight off of the Wikipedia so I don't get harassed on Twitter about this. After death, she came to learn that the Frog Temple contained technology and or code, which would be important considering the impending apocalypse. She documented the code present, and Solix adapted it into Escrub, the troll's version of Spurb. Being the original discoverer of the technology leading to the creation of Scrub, she knows quite a bit more than the other trolls about the game, and as a result, serves as a guide or unofficial leader of sorts to the other trolls. She also psychokinetically decapitates the Frog Temple's giant frog head statue and keeps it for herself, later prototyping it. After entering the medium, she tier 2 prototypes herself. Equius provides a soul pot to give her a much-needed physical form. Aradia travels to the land of maps and treasures to confront Riska, brutally beating her and leaving her to bleed to death. Over the course of the game, she, she gathers an army of alternate selves from Doom Timelines and uses them in the battle against the Black King to suppress his ability to release the Vast Glub. When Jack Noir appears shortly before the trolls can claim their ultimate reward, 
Aradia summons a teleportation pad and transports all of the trolls into hiding in the Vale, leaving behind her army of alternate selves to confront Jack. All of the alternate selves are effortlessly killed in the confrontation. And then post-Hive Bent, which is the time during the kids happening, Aradia remains as a sprite in her soulbot even after the death of all the Lucis sprites. Much of the endgame events of Hivebet are showed through Aradia reviewing her Soulbot video log. It appears to be the case that all of the video logs are shared on a cloud server available to all of the Aradia bots as we see the one who survived in third person in one of the logs, and Vriska asks Aradia during Alternia Bound if her various selves notice any weaknesses with Jack. Aradia refuses to talk to any of the newly discovered human kids, only relenting once to express her distastes for Rose's destructive behavior and indicate she is fully aware of the role they played in causing the trolls' present blight and their eventual role in resolving it. Blah blah blah. Four hours and thirteen minutes before some critical moment, Aradia's soulbot explodes in front of Solace, Equius, and Nepeta. So that's never explained why she explodes. She just explodes. Okay. Her hitherto unknown dream self, meaning they didn't tell us about her dream right, self until now. Wasn't she assumed to have no dream self? She was assumed to have no dream self. But she was killed on her quest bed when Jack attacks Durst, removing her soul from the soulbot, causing its explosion. Oh, that's what caused the explosion. And is sending her to the Maid of Time. She successfully but temporarily freezes Jack with her new time powers, and then in the split second after releasing him, jumps through his portal flashing body to the green sun, where she awaits Rose's arrival with the tumor and Jade Harley's execution of her survival plan. Okay. So she had a dream self who died in the kids' durse? No, she had a dream self who uh, was secret. Yes. When Durse was being destroyed. When was that? Like during the kids' time, Durse is being destroyed. While Durse is being destroyed, she dies on the quest bed. And then because Jack is the one destroying Durse, when she comes back as a god now, she stops t- stops him in time, and that's what that flash of her, like, stopping him was. That was not clear. I, can I just say, if you yeah. read something directly from the wiki, and I still have trouble <laughs> understanding it, and I still think that there was literally no way I could have known that, from reading the comic, you've done a shitty job. Not you, Liz. You, Andrew Hussey. Everything's cool and makes sense. What's the- You don't keep a secret like that from the audience. Fuck off. Are you mad? Yes. This is so annoying. You need to give the audience enough information to figure out what's going on. You can't just skip a bunch of steps and have the audience either try to assume things or wait until the next recap or whatever. This is why BBC Sherlock sucks. (sighs) Your mic did a thing there. No, that was me. Oh. That was me groaning because I used to really like BBC Sherlock when I was in high school. Oh. Well, Elizabeth, I am sorry that this aggravates you, so... I... Maybe to calm you down, I should 
Pap, pap, shush you. God. Pap, pap. <laughs> I honest with that, I honestly don't know whether to be annoyed or to just crack up. See, it works. It does, like, see, I think that was a time when undercutting the tension actually worked. worked. I have a question. Do you know why Gamzee went off the rails? I know why. Do you know why? Isn't it something like he's really high-strung because of his blood type or whatever? He ran out of soper slime that he was eating, because remember, he was eating what? all of the pies. No. <laughs> yeah, he, he, I don't remember any of this. He ran out of soper slime to eat, and because of that, his quote-unquote natural tendencies came out. So this is what Gamzee is like when he's not on drugs. The drugs being the soper slime that trolls usually sleep in to curb their violent dreams. Remember, because in the beginning of the, the trolls being introduced, Carcat was like, you actually eat that stuff? And Gamzee was like, it tastes good. We're gonna need to wrap this up soon because I am reaching my limit of suspension of disbelief. And I'm at the point where every new thing you say about Homestuck just makes me go, that's fucking dumb. Hey there, we wanna talk about Homestuck. I just, if you took all of Homestuck and reduced it by a measure of about a hundred, it might come close to being good. There are times, and I don't mean to toot our own horns about our writing that hasn't come out yet, but, like, there are times where I'm like, oh, no, like, in our writing, do we have too much shit that we have that isn't important to the plot and is just, like, you know, like, fun filler stuff? Do we have too much of that? And then I come back to Homestuck and I'm like, there's a difference between having some breathing room in a narrative and whatever the hell Homestuck's doing. I just, I don't know. Are you okay? <laughs> no. I can sort of keep track of what's going on with the trolls in the present. And that's about my cognitive limit. Remember, Elizabeth, there is no present. <laughs> can I give you a, a, a soothing word to end on today? Please. After? Well, we still have to talk about the scrapbook parts next <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good thing that we're saving that for next time, because if we had to talk about that right now, I would lose my mind. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I would also lose yep, yep, my yep. mind. But, <laughs> but, okay, after that, we're going to have one episode to talk about Cascade, which is the next update. Yes. After Cascade, the timeline, well, okay. You were going to make it too simple, weren't you? I was going to make it too simple. The timeline becomes a little easier to understand. That would be fantastic. So on that note, on that hopeful note, I would just like to say thank you all for reading Homestuck with us. Again, this is part of a, a three-part series where we talk about everything that happened from pages 3,218 to 4,108. Uh, you can read all of Homestuck on homestuck.com, though apparently 
you might be better off reading the wiki articles. Uh, and if you need the accessible versions, at least as far as they have been image described, those are also linked on our Tumblr blog, lookhowsane.tumblr.com. Hashtag girl. I forgot girl was banned. Also on that Tumblr blog is all of the transcriptions for this podcast. So if you can't listen, you can read instead. And Elizabeth writes all of those transcripts. So those are going to be at lookhowsane.tumblr.com. Uh, we also have a Twitter at how underscore sane, where we're a little bit more responsive. Yes, because they have not banned girl. Yet. Our music was done by a person, and that person, dare I say his name, was John Michael Sullivan. Also, if you would go rate and review us on iTunes, that would be wonderful. We're we're sure are making content now, and we're working on so many things behind the scenes all the time forever. Yes, next episode, again, we're trying to do it on the last day of the month. Uh, yeah, we're just still chugging along, and we're we're gonna get through this thing. By God, there's gonna be a time when I say I have read Homestuck. I can't say that yet, but I'll get there. Well, I mean, you know, there's also like the epilogues. And... Oh, don't remind me. <laughs> and remember, everybody. Until next time, Friska did nothing wrong. Yeah, well, she's dead now. <laughs>